A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Sarah Salter lives in central Wisconsin and grows corn and soybeans, as well as processes vegetables for canning companies. She also has a cow-calf operation where she raises them out to be feeders or sells the cow-calf pears. But this doesn't keep her busy enough. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Sarah Stalter was recently appointed to serve on the United Soybean Board. She shares insight into practices she uses on her farm and her involvement with the Soybean Board. Well, one of the things in our area that we have been doing for generations that now people are really starting to see the importance of, and that is cover cropping. I mean, I can't begin to say when the first cover cropping occurred, but because our soil is so light, routinely we have been cover cropping as much as possible to keep our land in place over winter. So that is not a new thing for us. And the other thing is, is because our soil is so light, we have to be very careful how we apply nutrients in terms of the amount and the timing. Um, Like, for instance, there's some people on heavier land can apply nutrients during the fall for the, the upcoming season. We can't really do that very easily. So we have to be very careful on how we treat our land and how we apply our nutrients. The other thing is, is we do need to have uh, high capacity wells in order to um, have a crop. If we didn't have water that we could put on our crop, we wouldn't have a crop. Um, even under the best of circumstances in our area of the state, we always figure we're about two days away from a drought. So it's really important that we have water and that we use it wisely. And I don't want to say sparingly. We don't, we, don't, we don't waste water. We put it on the crop as needed. So that's another factor that we really do differently than other parts of the state. Through all of your experiences on the farm, all of these different things that you are doing and your different operation items, how did that help you get involved with the United Soybean Board? I've always been interested in educating and in talking about what we farm and how we farm. And it just happened that I had a friend who was more involved in some of the state and national organizations than I was, and she was able to give me some good information about what the boards do and what the different organizations do. I was really impressed with the United Soybean Board and what they do to promote soybean research, education, and general promotion in terms of marketing. So the more I found out about the soybean organizations, the more I wanted to get involved. So what is your role on the board? I am just beginning. I was just appointed to the United Soybean Board. I am one of 77 farmers from across the country whose job it is to determine how the soybean checkoff monies are going to be used to fund education and research and promotion. So for every soybean bushel that we get paid for, a half a percent of the market price of that bushel sold goes to the checkoff board. And a half of that half a percent stays in the state of Wisconsin. And then the other half goes to the national level where the United Soybean Board is in charge of determining how that is used. And again, it's something that is money that's put up by farmers and it's farmers that decide how to use this money for the betterment of other farmers. So since you are new, as you mentioned, what are your first impressions? And have you had a board meeting yet? Or give me kind of an outlook of 
how these first few weeks are going. Well, my first impressions, first off, is there's a lot of work involved with being a part of this board. So if you're not willing to do the work, you're not going to get a lot out of it, and you're not doing your job as a representative of the soybean farmers in the country. So this isn't something that we can just skate through. There's a lot of reading that we have to do, a lot of just information that we have to sort of absorb. It's a very well-structured board with very good staff, and I think it's just going to be an exciting time to be a part of this board. There's so much that's going on in the arena of soybean research and how to use soybean oil in everyday products that I think it's just a really good time to get involved. The meeting that I was involved in primarily, it was a very first meeting when new board members were placed and retiring board members were acknowledged. And then we did our elections. So we didn't have a really intense meeting opportunity However, did get assigned to various committees, and from there, we're expected to do some research on our own about what that means in terms of what committee we're on and how best to be a part of that committee and make good decisions for the money that we are in charge of. So then what committee did you get put on? I got put on the Health and Nutrition Committee on the supply side, and I'm still figuring out what the parameters of that are. I have to do some research in terms of some of the funding projects that we've already done and some of the funding projects that may be coming up. So there's definitely a learning curve to being involved in this organization. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is just even figuring out where to get the information. It's all out there online, but using different computer formats and so on, is there's a learning curve, but I'm getting there. What are the initiatives going into 2023 that the United Soybean Board is going to be working on? There's some really good initiatives coming up. The board's just really getting involved in an initiative called the Farmers for Soil Health. And this is an initiative that will help bring money back to the farmers where sustainability is happening at the farm level. It's also an initiative that we are doing with the National Corn Growers Association as well as the National Pork board. So it's the three organizations that are working together to enhance sustainability practices on the local farm level. And this is going to go beyond strictly a cover crop program. It's going to be looking at other ways that farmers can be sustainable. You know, the one thing about soybeans that the United States raised compared to other countries is that we are able to show how We raise our crops sustainably, and that's what our buyers are looking for in Europe and other markets. They want to see that our crop is being raised sustainably, and in the United States, we are able to show that. And it's through initiatives like this that will only enhance the value on our soybeans. The other things that the United Soybean Board is working on are continuing to look at research projects which will use high lake oil, soybean oil in biodegradable plastics, as well as dust suppressants, shoes. There's advertisements for shoes on TV that are talking about vegan soles. A lot of that is soybean oil. Artificial turf. It's being used on. There's just so many different ways that soybean oil is now being used. And, of course, one of the really big initiatives is biodiesel. And not only biodiesel for, you know, ground transportation as well as marine, and we're now really pressing forward with aviation fuel in biodiesel for aviation fuel. And all of this will only enhance our environment. 
because uh, using biodiesel, it has so much less carbon emissions or greenhouse gas emissions than petroleum diesel. So, you know, that's something that's extremely important. I just want to add, too, on a state level, that's something that we are pushing more towards as well in that as a farmer right now, I'm not able to buy biodiesel in bulk. You can get it at some fuel stations or gas stations, but you can't really get it on your farm to run your equipment in the state of Wisconsin. You can in other states and other surrounding states, but we can't here. So statewide, the state checkoff dollars are going to start looking at how we can encourage that fuel to be available in the state of Wisconsin. And that's one nice thing about the checkoff dollars is because half of it goes to the national, half of it stays in the state, we can look at how we can use that money in our state to support projects that are more impactful within our state. What are you looking forward most to in your years ahead on the board? I think because there's just so much information out there on how um, we are using our product, how we are using our soybeans, our soybean oil, our soybean meal, I'm looking forward to learning more about that and just seeing all the different ways it's being used and learning how it's being used and learning at the new research projects that are coming down the line for even more ways in which we can use soybeans and soybean oil in food and in fuel and in, in our products. So that's primarily what I'm looking forward to in, in all of this. I know there's a big learning curve. It's going to take a lot of work, but it's also really an exciting time to be involved in something like this. That was Sarah Stelter of the United Soybean Board. You can learn more about the work they're doing by going to unitedsoybeanboard.org. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.